long time coming. Uh, but welcome to the the restart of RJ and the Savage Squad show. I have a, a good guest for you guys today, uh, a good friend of mine. We work together. We're both huge wrestling fans. I like to introduce you guys to my good friend Andrew. Andrew, how you doing? Oh man, man, I am doing extremely well. Uh, I am very hyped for this episode. I'm gonna be honest. I, I was, I was thinking of the topic that you wanted me to come up with, and uh-huh. I feel like today, especially after last night, today is the best time to bring it up. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But but I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on like. Uh... <clears throat> On the Vince McMahon stuff first before we jump into whatever happened last night. Um, so I've never really got a chance to really publicly on my own voice, my own opinions about the whole thing. But I'll just sum it up to this. It's typical billionaire behavior. And that's not me justifying what he did. But it's typical billionaire behavior. I'm not surprised. And, you know, you got to pay for some of that stuff sometimes, you know. So... Uh, and as far as him retiring, you know, in my opinion, he should have been retired a long time ago. Uh, the business has kind of left him by o- over the last few years, and it was just time. It was just time for him to check out, and I think the company is in better hands. Well, will be in better hands with what they left it with. Uh, they left it with uh, Nick Khan, Triple H, and Stephanie. Three people, in my opinion, who are capable of just running WWE in the future. So that's just my thoughts on that. Quick thoughts, but your your thoughts on everything? Uh, basically the same as you. Basically the same. Uh, it's it's seen it coming. Yeah, not surprised. I'm kind of I'm more surprised. I guess not really that the fact that people are surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seemed like it was a long time coming. Uh, it, it's it, it's. It's tough for the, I, I think, the people in WWE for them. But for, for Vince, I, I think he did just need to retire, honestly. Right. Uh, so it's more for the, the wrestlers. You know, it's a, it's a changing of tides. So for the wrestlers, you know, I feel for them and how, how they might be trying to deal with the, the shakeup of things right now. Mm-hmm. But for, for Vince himself, yeah, I, I, it, was, it was time to pack it up. Definitely, definitely, I agree. I agree, and you know the the people who I kind of do feel bad for though in this situation is the guys who he did try to want to groom up to kind of be next stars. Which the the guys that stand out to me the most were like I guess Bad Cat Moss, uh, Austin Theory, who I think Austin Theory, who I think is a he he is a Triple H guy. Like they went and sought him out first. So a lot of people will say uh, Austin Theory his push is done. No, no, not by a long shot. Uh, I don't think Triple H is going to put the world title on him anytime soon, but his push ain't done. And as far as him being gone off of TV the last two weeks, his uncle just passed. So, yeah, he's he's dealing with that. So, his push ain't done. But there's a lot of other people that might want to be concerned about that push. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Mad Cat Moss, I'm, I'm fearful for him. I'm praying every night for him. <laughs> That's one of the guys. Uh, I I'm not a big Mad Cat Moss fan, but I was I've been following Riddick Moss, Mad Cat Moss. I've I've been following him up 
ever since uh, i don't know if you saw when they did the like uh uh the like when they were doing the the training stuff for nxt when they were posting like the scores that people got oh the, uh, the um the breaking ground yeah the breaking ground when he yeah. got those high scores i was like man that guy that guy's a beast yeah that he's a, really- he's a he's a beast and and i like i like riddick moss like i like riddick moss i wish they would go back to that name riddick moss and yeah. I like what he was doing in NXT. Like I, I liked what he was doing, but he just didn't get pushed. Like Triple H didn't see him as a guy, or he didn't fit what that audience wanted. I should say. So therefore, yeah. Triple H didn't push him in NXT because Riddick Moss is not a guy that's gonna be doing flips, and he's not doing work rate stuff. So, and uh, he just didn't fit NXT in the terrific style. And yeah, yeah. So he wasn't gonna get pushed down there. Him, him, and uh, Tino Sabatelli when they had that that one like little group thing that they had where they were basically like in enhancement talent heels for everybody to beat up. That was, yeah. that was great for me. I, oh, I, yeah, I like that. I like that team. I, I like, I like their team together. I think Riddick got hurt. And then I think Tino turned around and got hurt after that. And then they both got released by the time they both got yeah. healthy. Well, Tino got yeah. released and you know, Riddick is also, you know, awful. Obviously he's still here. So, so, yeah, but he's yeah. I'm I'm a little concerned for the guy. I think if they jazz him up, maybe give him his name back, give give him ready, kick the madcap. He could be a guy that they could they can use because he's got a look. He's got a different look to him, and you know I, I know a lot of chicks that actually dig him because you know he's got long hair and he's jacked and everything like that. So I mean that that helps too. We can't forget about the lady demographic. Oh yeah. Plus, I mean, I don't know. It's something about the name Riddick Riddick Moss. That 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 sounds like a beast to me. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. So I, I I hope he's a guy that they can, you know, do something with. And I hope Triple H doesn't sweep him to the side because I think he's got something to offer. Um, but uh, th- these last couple of shows, uh, we've had like two weeks of Triple H so far. What are you thinking about the shows and how do you see any difference uh, or what differences, I should say, are sticking out to you so far? So for, for sure, big differences. Like, mm-hmm. like. I think a, a lot of people are, like, sleeping on these differences, but these are the differences that I've wanted for so long. In, in this, like, time of, like, MCUs and fandoms and people, like, really digging into things, right. people want stuff that they can, like, talk about, you know, that they can pick at. So when right. they were doing the whole car crash thing uh-huh. in the behind the scenes, where, oh, they're just interviewing people, but behind, there's something going on. That is my favorite thing, because right. you, you're listening to what they're saying, but then in the background, it's just a hint of something off. And for right. the, the payoff at the end, I was like, that, that's what I need. That is what right. we need. Yeah, and it was, it was an angle that led to something. Like, it didn't take too much attention, but like you said, if you had that bird-eye view, and you was looking straight to the back, and you saw what was going on. Like, you picked up on it real, real quick, and you're like, damn, okay, well, that's leading to something a little bit later on, huh? And I'm pretty sure by the time this is over with, this is going to pay off somehow, some way. And lo and behold, it did. Uh, after AJ Styles defeated The Miz in a pretty damn good uh, no-disqualification match, I might add, uh, Dexter Loomis was seen in the crowd being taken off in a way, by security. And yeah. I was like, wow. And you know what? 
it's funny. Dexter Loomis is one of those names I was baffled with when he got cut because I thought, hey, this man's got a gimmick. He's got a look. He's not a small, tiny guy. He doesn't do the flippy dippy stuff, but he he can he can fly. Yeah. And his work, for the most part, is safe. Like, he doesn't do anything too crazy that you have to really seriously domesticate to a WWE style. So, when they yeah. cut him, I'm just like, why? <laughs> like, I thought it was weird. So, I like the fact that they're bringing him back. And uh, they brought him back in a pretty nice way where there's intrigue. To us who are, I don't want to call us smart marks. Because <laughs> that's, just, that's just a <laughs> negative, that's just like negative term. But to us who are a little bit more hip to what's going on behind the scenes and stuff like that and, and stuff that goes on the Internet and rumors like, OK, holy shit, Dexter Loomis is back. Yeah. But then to fans that are not too hip to it, casual fans, their intrigue is going to be like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And why yeah. did he do what he do? So that's going to create you know, a thought and they're going to do research and try to find everything they can on this Dexter Loomis guy. So yeah, like I, I thought, I thought it hit two points at the same time, the way they did it and how they executed it. So that leaves yeah. intrigue for next week. And I'll tell you what, between this and cross coming back, I'm liking the cliffhangers too. Yeah. Oh man. When cross, <laughs> when cross came back, I, I thought it was a dream. I kept, yeah. I was like really groggy that day. And I went to sleep and I remember like waking up a little bit, going through my phone and seeing, you know, like a picture of Karen Cross. And I'm like, oh man, I'm dreaming. Let me, let me, let me, you know, <laughs> let me go back. And I was like, I went to sleep and I just, I woke up again and I just kicked talk Roman Reigns. I'm like, yo, this is, this is the same dream. Like, why am I having dreams of Karen Cross? Yeah. And then it's like, I, I'm going through my day and I'm like, man, what a weird dream I had about this dude. And then I go through, and it's like full, full segment with carrying cross. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. oh that's real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's real, pal. So, um, let me get your what's your thoughts on Cross and and Scarlet? Like, what, what's your overall thoughts about them? Period. Just like as far as like an act, what they can contribute. You know how you view them. So I so first, you know that first run they had in NXT. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, immediately, yo, the presentation is crazy. Like, oh, they're really, like, this This is a big deal, this guy coming right. in, Scarlet coming in. And then I immediately thought, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and the thing <laughs> that WWE was in when Karrion Cross came in, he just, he just came in at a bad time. Like, right. there was no way that they were going to keep that same production value and everything, like, when he got to the main roster. Like, it, it gave me immediate Alistair Black vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It gave me immediate. Because when, when NXT puts in, like, 100%, 100% production value into somebody, I'm like, they're not going to do that same thing on the main roster. Nope. Unless, like, got a big hook on the guy, like, like a crazy hook. They're not going to, oh, this, this, like, flashing lights, the fog, the... But that was, like, the whole thing, you know? And I just thought that first run, I, I, all, it, all it was in the back of my mind is this is not going to work on the main roster. And yeah. something that I noticed during that time, they, mm-hmm. don't, they don't really like the men and women being called up together. 
No, I don't know they if don't. Yeah. No, I definitely noticed people... that with um, when Enzo and Cash got called up without Carmella. I don't know if you remember, but Enzo and Cash, you know, they had Carmella with them. And it was yeah. good. Like, all three of them together was a nice package. But then they broke them up. And I'm just like, why? Well, Carmella's not ready yet. But months later, she got called up anyways. So it was just like, eh, I don't get it. Yeah, Alexa, I don't like Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss left um, uh, Murphy and Blake down in NXT. Well, they went on to break up anyways. And, uh, you know, Buddy Murphy got the better end of the stick, in my opinion, off of that. And then uh, Sanity. Sanity, yeah. Nikki Cross, Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, Killian Dane, you know, broke them up just to bring her up to the main roster months later. <laughs> like, it just didn't yeah, make it- any sense to me. I and and a lot of a lot of people don't catch on to that. I just always I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Like it doesn't it doesn't. I feel like even when you're trying to uh, get like a female demographic, having that woman in the faction, it's always like it's always like an eye catcher, you know? It because is. It's a good manager to have, just to have. And like when Nikki Cross when she was throwing herself to tables against like the dude. It's always like a good, like, oh my God, that's so that's so crazy. And then also it lets them have multiple storylines. Like you can have one for the female division and then one for the male division. Mm-hmm. Like the tag team, you know, you can have them doing multiple things on the roster. Right. And and when they just they split them up, I'm just like that's you're hurting these, and also like the groups that we mentioned, like they, it's 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 hurt them like right from the go, the get go is getting rid of that like integral part of the team. Right, I think um, to, what happened during the last run though was that Scarlet they wanted Scarlet to wrestle. She did a couple of dark matches, and apparently she ruptured her breast, mm-hmm. and she had to get that taken care of, and. Like, a lot of people, because I, I know a couple of people that are close to Cross and everything like that. Yep. So, uh, you know, it, it was thought that, you know, Scarlett was going to eventually join him on the main roster. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't too and, sure either because, you know, Vince changes his mind too, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only was it that, you know, Scarlett didn't join him on the main roster, but they took. Everything from this man. I mean, the the cinematic look of his entrance, which is badass, and they brought that back the other night. Um, yeah, and they put him in a damn shredder helmet with the damn. Yeah, I uh, I still say Cross kind of shot himself in the in the balls with that one when he did the gladiator because you remember he was uh he did he wore the gladiator outfit like a couple of times. Yeah, but not mm-hmm. with the straps and not with the helmet. Obviously, it was just you know with the uh with the little. I don't know what the fuck you call that. <laughs> the little skirt thingy or whatever the hell that he yeah. had, you know, the, his his logo on it. And he he wears it in the game, in the 2K22 game. So, I mean, that same exact attire, but, you know, they just gave him suspenders and whatnot. But I, I kind of thought he kind of shot himself in the foot with that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I did not like his last run. I thought it was bad. I think it was actually a blessing in disguise that he got cut because I thought <laughs> it might have saved him prematurely. Uh, you don't want anybody to lose their job, but I thought it just saved him prematurely from being further embarrassed and 
and he wasn't he wasn't getting over, I think, because I just think Vince did a bad job introducing him to the to the main roster and everything like that. I, I just think yeah. it was it was a bad, it was random, it was out of nowhere. No 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 type of preparation or nothing for it. You just throw this guy out there, you have him lose to Jeff Hardy in ninety seconds, then you dress this guy up like a goddamn gladiator stripper and you know <laughs> not, the, not the gladiator cold. stripper. Yeah, not, not the gimp, gimp, gimp gladiator. Yeah, exactly, man. All he was missing was a goddamn ball. Just needed a rubber, the red rubber ball in the middle, and he would have been set to go. Yo, uh, he just needs the ball, uh, that uh, ball purse that Maurice was was bringing out. Yeah, yeah, he something like that. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just bad. And like I said, I I, I followed Cross for a long time, ever since like his early days in FSW. So. I kind of, you know, I, I feel a, I, I don't want to sound markish, but I kind of feel some type of an investment that I put into him all this time. Him and Hammerstone and Chris Bay, guys like that. I followed their careers from FSW to where they are now. So, yep. like, I want to see all those guys do well because I'm a fan of all those guys. But, you know, I just, oof, that first run was bad. So, but with Triple H in charge, Hopefully things will change with uh, Cross and and everything like that. Now, you know, me and you kind of hinted. Well, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say this run for for sure. I think this run's going to be it. I think a hundred percent. So, what do you what do you think he's he's going to go from here? Do you think he's going to beat Roman Reigns for one of the titles? Because that's that's the word around the campfire and and the the theories that everybody's having right about now. I think. Kind of, I I think a little bit people are getting a, a bit of Roman Reigns fatigue, just a bit, and yeah. uh, the the Brock Lesnar tractor thing really mm-hmm. did save it. And oh my god, I <laughs> the the Roman Reigns mic catch that's been going through the internet like crazy. So when he caught the mic from Brock Lesnar, oh yeah, that, that was smooth, was man. Smooth. That was really smooth. But I think you know. Something to take from AEW when when people were kind of getting that Kenny Omega like fatigue, they had him lose one of one of the titles when when Christian Cage beat Kenny Omega. That was that was wild. I remember right. seeing people swearing that clip like crazy. Right. I, I feel like I remember the spots of that match from how many people were sharing it. The, right. the ending sequence of the the chair and the the young bucks coming in. So yeah. I think. I not losing both titles, but right. losing one of them just to show that Roman Reigns has a weakness. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, that's all bell there. A little, so a, having, little uh, a little chink off the armor, huh? Yeah. So having Karrion Cross first, like title man, you know, I, you can have him, you know, face other people just so people, because I know, I know how people feel about like immediate title matches, mm-hmm. but. That first title match, having Karrion Cross beat Roman Reigns, it can go as long as they want. But having right. him beat Roman Reigns, that is going to put eyes on Karrion Cross, on mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, on the product as a whole. Because right. it's like, oh man, that's one down. Yeah, exactly. And, and plus, you know, like you said, the Roman Reigns fatigue, you know, there's a lot of people, including myself, who think Roman Reigns' career was saved by this heel turn and everything like that. And it's been good. It's been a hell of a ride. But 
it's it's a little too much now. Right? It's been going on too long now. And uh, I, I will acknowledge my tribal chief. He is my tribal chief. But, you know, it's time to drop the belts, especially when you're not around all the time. We're going to need at least one belt defended on these pay-per-views. If we're not going to have both, we're going to need we're going to need to at least have one championship being defended. And uh, you know, if you want to keep the historic Universal Championship reign going, I ha- cough up that WWE Championship, and you know, let Cross take that somewhere else or something like that, and let that be the end of it. Yeah, and I, uh, I think so. with Cross being your main champion, that is a sign that the times are changing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if he beats Roman Reigns in a, I won't say a dominant faction or uh, fashion, but in a way that puts him on the map and lets people know, hey, you know, we got a new player on the scene. I so. I almost said dominant fashion, but I I know how people react. Yeah. I oh think my gosh, the, Triple H is pushing his guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh even, even if it's the most perfect, well booked, dominant fashion, like thing they're gonna oh Karen cross oh no i i didn't want this guy the tribal chief and yeah. like okay i think they should just have like a really good i think there's like some really dominant moments like he right. should really have some good moments but i definitely see and hey if if they don't like the idea i i hate the idea that i'm about to pitch but if they right. don't like the idea of carrying beating roman but they still want one of the belts to lose. Mm-hmm. I guess you could do a triple threat and have him pin like Drew McIntyre, so right. that at the very least <laughs> Roman didn't get pinned, but it does get one of the titles off. Well, I was even seeing this too. Why not have a triple threat match, or I mean a, yeah. a TLC match or something like that? Right, a ladder match. Roman yeah. didn't even got to get pinned. But I, one guy takes the belt off the hook. You know what I'm saying? Roman ain't got to get pinned, so his out can be. Y'all ain't beat me. Y'all ain't put my my shoulders to the mat. I'm still undefeated. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Which I, (laughs) you know, it's a solid idea to to go with. I just, I sometimes I think it's a bit overused. You know, I think it's it's a, a, but I think for this moment it'd be perfect. So as much as I, I kind of hate every time the oh well I wasn't pinned. It's like, oh well, it, it it is a good idea if you don't want Roman Reigns to get like, if you don't want him to take that that L. Right, right, and still want to save that big L because I think Cody's gonna beat him for the main belt though. I think Cody's gonna beat him for the initial for the initial important you know streak. I think he's gonna be the one that ends that. But for now, because I heard I don't know if you heard, but USA apparently wants a main championship on on Raw, which that's their right. They're paying. They're paying WWE millions of dollars, and and they have a right to want a championship, a main championship on their show. I'm sorry. You can try to build up the United States championship all, all you want, which I like, by the way. I like that Triple H has been doing that the last couple of weeks, but that, that ain't going to cut it. You got to have the world title too, man. So I yeah. just we, we got to see. We got to see what happens there. I, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the part of it too. Like they got us and – they got us thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? And that's part of the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's this, these two, these two weeks have been really good. And like getting the gears going. And I, I feel like for a large like portion of the internet audience, 
it was just getting into that like rinse and repeat. It was getting into that rinse and repeat of just, oh, I watch it. I don't like it. I watch it again. But to actually watch and be able to discuss things that happen within the show and in a way that's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next and not just in a, oh, man, that happened. <laughs> right, right. And you know what? The last the last couple of weeks, ever since SummerSlam, I've been I've been really really excited about the product, man. About wrestling yeah. in general, because for a while there, I was kind of like, eh, I was kind of one of those guys dragging my feet. Okay, but I will say this though, I I thought that WWE put on solid pay per views this year. I thought all the pay per mm-hmm. uh, aside from Royal Rumble, ugh, that was a disaster. But from I think Elimination Chamber all the way down to uh, SummerSlam, I thought they were solid shows, man. Really, really solid premium live events, as they call them now. Yeah. I thought I thought all of them were solid this year, except for Royal Rumble. So, I mean, they they've been doing solid, pay, um, you know, premium live events. But now that they, you know, they're they're putting effort into the TVs now, so that's that's good. And even main event, you know, they've been putting on great matches on there as well. So. Oh, now, now I got. I feel like I got to tune in the main event. Now you put well, on uh, main uh, event. Uh, uh, <laughs> apparently, a... apparently, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin had a banger match last night at the taping, and T Bar and uh, Mustafa Ali had great matches. Oh, I, so, I'm glad Cedric's getting his time because that is long overdue. He's long overdue for Cedric Alexander. I, I like Cedric a lot. I think Cedric is is good. I think if he had a lick of his wife's charisma, I think he'd be good to go. Yeah. Cedric got mm-hmm. himself in damn good shape. He's a good wrestler. He doesn't do too much that's complicated or anything like that, but he does enough and he strikes good. Uh he doesn't he doesn't mess up anything. Like Cedric Cedric is 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 a good wrestler. If he can just yeah. have some of his wife's charisma, and wife and Mike skills, I think he'd be good to go, man. I think he's got the whole package. Who, otherwise, who's really good at taking like maybe like a bad storyline or a bad rivalry and making the match gold? He's good at that. That's what I can say for Cedric. If you if you remember that whole Alicia Fox thing, <laughs> that oh thing that was fun. Oh my gosh! But the match, the the match they had, that was that was a banger. What was it? Like a I quit match or something. I yeah. forgot what they had. It was on, oh, my God, it was on 205 Live. And that's the only thing that ended it. Because trying to trying to get people to watch 205 Live, is like, no, I promise. Cedric, Cedric took it down the house. Yeah, man. Cedric, Mustafa, Buddy Murphy, and Mustafa, like, they all had good matches on that show. But it was just the fact that the people just didn't really care about that, man, the main roster audience. And that's why I liked it when they kind of moved it to the NXT audience because – the NXT audience is more, you know, they're more inclined to uh, cheer a lot of those guys and, and be behind them. So I liked it when they moved the cruiserweight division to NXT and everything like that and did 205 Live down there. So it, it made a whole lot of sense at the time. And, uh, you know, they just, they finished killing off that division uh, what <laughs> earlier last year or late last year, I should say. But, yeah, it's, oof, damn. Yeah, that's that's a while back now. <laughs> it really is. And yeah. Noam Dar's in NXT UK. I think he's the the head the Hedridge Cup champion or whatever. And uh oh, I, you know, Cedric is doing what he's doing. I get him and Ali were teaming up for a good bit there, but I don't know if uh, that's still going to be in the cards or not. 
So, yeah, I I'm very excited for for what what is to come with this era of uh, the the Triple H era of main roster WWE because yeah. it, it's making me like, dang, I should I should tune into a bunch of this stuff now. I gotta I gotta keep up because I really did fall out of it, you know. And yeah, I was like, you know, between AEW and WWE, like. I couldn't really keep up with all of it and with work mm-hmm. especially. I was like, dang, ain't no way. There's no way I can do all this. But like with the with the Triple H, you know, all the intrigue, I'm like, man, maybe I might need to you know, not to not to sound dramatic, but I might need to shove AEW to the side for a bit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. And like AEW, like my thing with AEW is that they push a lot of guys that I have zero interest in, you know, like Daniel Garcia, Willie Uter. Like, I'm, I'm not into those guys. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I am. Like, shoot fighter wrestlers who have no charisma, no personality. They just go out there and, I'm a little tough guy when, you know, they weigh all of 190 pounds and they go out there and stomp on each other's faces and stuff like that. Eh, that's whatever. Yeah. Like, you're playing the same – you're doing the same gimmick. <laughs> like – it doesn't. It, it isn't me, or should Daniel Garcia be a part of the Blackpool Combat Club? That, yeah, I, he shouldn't even I be thought, with Jericho's guys. Like that's yeah, <laughs> it's confusing to me. You know, like it's very. I, I just, I just feel like they shoved him with uh, what their two point oh. I forget they're they're called in AEW. Is it two point oh? What they're called? Yeah, it's the two point oh. Okay. Yeah, I, all I know is that they're Jericho Appreciation Society now. Oh, God. But yeah, when, they, terrible. when they found them with 2.0, I was like, okay, this is, you know, like, he, he's good, but it's also that, like, they just kind of put him as the third guy, like, to just uh-huh. help out. Like, oh, he was just this alliance guy. Yeah. And that was fine. But, you know, I kind of expected that he'd get away from that. But now he's still attached to it with Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society. And it's like, okay. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just weird to me because like he, he's a shooter, man. Like that's his whole gimmick. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of shooters, quote unquote, nowadays. But yeah, his whole gimmick is I'm a shooter. I'm a shoot catch his catch can wrestler, technical wrestler guy. I could bend your 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 hands and your and your knee joints and stomp on them type guy, you know that's that's his whole ordeal. And it's just like, wouldn't he be better suit with Brian Danielson and Moxley and Willow Yuta? Or as a yeah. couple of people I know call him Willow Useless or U- <laughs> Willow Uterus. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I... but I mean, AEW just push a lot of guys I just do not care about, man. And <laughs> like. And the, and the things I do enjoy or the things I do like, they wind up breaking it up or not pushing it enough. Like Team Taz, for mm. an example. I like Team Taz. And then they just, you know, they kick Cage out, fine, whatever. But then they wouldn't use Hobbs. They wouldn't use Starks. And when they did, they lost more than they won. Um, Hook, they just drifted him off with Danhausen out of nowhere. And they're not even consistent with that little team or whatever that is, unless it's on dark elevation Excuse my ignorance, um, yeah. because you, uh, just, you watch Dark Elevation. What I, I want to <laughs> remind you guys again, because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't watch Dark. I don't watch Dark Elevation, and I don't watch Main Event either. Okay, if it's on YouTube, if it's on the internet, 
and I can't watch it on television, I do not watch it. Why? Because my attention span is not good uh, to, to watch anything on a computer or on my phone uh, for a long period of time, especially for, for dark and dark elevation. I think those damn things are like three hours long, I think, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they have like 16 matches on one show, and I'm just like, nah, I'm not sitting through all that. Uh, yeah. especially with a bunch of no-name guys uh, who who can, you know, that they, they can be future stars in that, but it's just like, nah, like, I'm not I'm not sitting through that. If I want to see a match badly or, you know, somebody's got to tell me, oh, this match is really, really good, you got to check this out for me to go skim through it and see it. Other than that, I'm not watching a whole show just to see one person. You know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, but on television, it should be where it matters anyways. That's what. That's my whole point. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win a match on the internet if nobody's going to see it nationwide. Like, if it's on television, that's where it matters the most. And Team Taz just wasn't getting enough, you know, wins on television. They weren't getting pushed enough on television. And just, it just sucked to see, you know, that group with that much potential. And I thought they were cool. A cool act. Yeah. You got the, the, the cocky, arrogant guy and Ricky Starks who could talk and has got swagger. You got Powerhouse Hobbs who looks like a, a angry, big son of a bitch. Then you got Taz, who's a good talker, and then you got Hook, who's like you know the the handsome guy that that all the girls love, but he's a killer at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So like, and and they just kept losing everybody yeah, that was. Kept, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Hook was Hook was winning matches, but the, uh, Hobbs and Starks, if they weren't being used, they was losing. <laughs> yeah, if you were a new star coming into AEW, you were gonna have a team Taz. <laughs> It was just ridiculous, oh. and this, and then they broke him up last week out of nowhere, or not last week, but two weeks ago out of nowhere, and this is like, why and where does this come from? Like Hobbs yeah. hasn't even given his explanation as to why he turned on him, because I'm willing to bet Tony Khan doesn't have a good one for him, because there was no logical explanation for you to have broken that group up. <laughs> if I and I, as an AEW lover, as a, uh-huh. I guess what they say, an AEW mark. It's just been a mess this year. <laughs> yeah, man, between between the injuries. It's, yeah, it's it's been really hard because it's like you're you enjoy it, you love the mm-hmm. product, but sometimes if the if the horse is breaking down, you gotta put it out. <laughs> I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't think nobody's gonna I, say here sit up here and say AEW's going out of business or anything like that. But damn. AEW's lost <laughs> lost a lot of people, man. And I don't yeah. know, man. The guys that just like I said, the guys they're pushing right now just ain't hitting for me, man. Punk yeah. Punk needs to juice it back up and come back sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need Cole to get back in that ring. They need to get Cole back right. No more kissing yeah. the young bucks' asses. Uh, they turned on them the other last week. So I'm good with that, but we need to get going with these guys now. Now we got to start pushing Adam Cole. We got to start pushing these established guys, the guys that yeah. can actually be entertaining, or at least for my taste, I guess, and give these guys a shot. Miro, why, why is Miro on the bench? Yeah. Y'all, like, y'all got on... Miro, and he's on the bench. <laughs> yeah, he's on the bench, and he called them out for it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's God. Like, you seen his tweet? His tweet the other day. His tweet. Um, he called him out. He was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Pretty much when they brought in Mance Warner. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, there you go. Boom. Yeah, you got to stand up for yourself, man." 
Yeah, and, and people was like, uh, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but I liked you better when you said WWE, and I guess he agreed on it or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I, oh. I don't know if it's true, but I saw Andrade like a similar tweet like that. Yeah, because he he's, been, like, he's been wasted too. I mean, they brought in Roosh, but they still haven't done anything with that either because they brought Roosh in. All right, they, they beat Pentagon and Phoenix. So what? Everybody and their mom does at this point, which is sad because – Five, six years ago, Pentagon and, and Phoenix were the hot, a hot tag team, and now they just feel like they're nothing, too. Um, but, yeah, you bring in Rouge, he beats Pentagon or whatever, and then then he gets a world title shot out of nowhere and loses to Moxley. Uh, whatever. Just with no yeah. no buildup, no nothing. Just he gets a world title shot against Moxley and loses. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. If if I was, you know, it, the thing about, like, I would be fine with, I don't even know. I feel bad. I don't even know who the guy who was facing Moxley, the guy who's been causing oh, controversy. Oh, oh, Mance Warner? Mance Warner. I keep trying to say Mace oh, Wagner or something like that. I'm so, I feel bad because I kind of want to defend him, but then I also don't know his name enough to defend him. Yeah, he's but, uh Mitch yeah. Warner is a GCW and MLW guy. That's where he pretty much got yeah. his name from. So I I, I know who Mitch Warner is just based off of watching MLW. He's like a wannabe like Stone Cold type ish. Like even yeah. from his promos, like he can tell that well, that Southern draw is kind of you know inspired by Steve Austin in some way, yeah. and he'd be lying think, to you if he said he wasn't. I think the problem with with that is is that when Eddie Kingston came in. And it was going against Cody Rhodes in his first match. Right. Nobody, nobody was against it because it's the TNT title. It was a really good first showing of Eddie Kingston, like, cutting a promo on Cody. And also, it was not the world title. <laughs> yeah. It was not the world title. Even if it's the interim, interim world champion, it's, it's not the world title. And it feels kind of cutting the line when it's the world title, you know? It's not the the one that Pac has. It's not the one that uh, – it's not the TNT championship. It's not anything else, but it's, it is not even the, the FTW championship, you know? Right. It is the world title, and that's why people are up in arms about it. It's like you got this whole roster of guys who've been here since the start, and they yeah. ain't see a look of, look of nothing. Exactly. I mean, Moxie or Black hasn't gotten a shot. Miro, like, yeah, a bunch of guys. Got a lot of these guys on the roster, but yet now I'm seeing Daniel Garcia too much. I'm seeing too much of Willa Yuta. I'm seeing too much of a lot of different guys to that, to me, in my opinion, don't bring as much as you established guys you got. You got Malachi Black underneath contract, bro, and you're not doing nothing with this man. It's just it's Brody a lot. King, Brody King is out here bullying Darby Darby Allen, but he's not. But, but what is Malachi Black doing? Like he's doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, I want to make it fully clear that I love AEW. You know, I think I think as a whole, I enjoy them as a wrestling thing. But it's like we we really got to start like structuring things. Like we got to really yeah, figure out. We can't just have this thing happen, and then, okay, what's next? Have another thing happen. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they do too much surprises, too much um, – they do too much of uh, themed gimmick shows, the pop ratings and stuff yeah. like that with no long-time uh, 
stability afterwards, you know, nothing yeah. to really build forward, you know. So I think that's that's a part of the problem sometimes, you know. I, Tony Khan, is, of, he, he brings in a, guys for the for the big pop, you know, the, the big talk, but there's no big follow up afterwards, man. And it's a trend. It's been a trend. There's there's a lot of shock without the build up to the shock, you know. Yeah, or after there's the shock. Very, yeah, there's a reason why in NXT Tommaso Ciampa turning on Johnny Gargano, why that is a big visual in people's minds. Right. You know that when when the undisputed area, the undisputed elite, when they turned on the young bucks, that should have been a much bigger moment, man. <laughs> But it, it was like been, it should have been a big moment, and guess what? It should have happened last year. Yeah, it should have happened when Adam and I know Adam Cole was playing chess or whatever, but it should have happened, like, because we all know what happened. Like he, <laughs> you know, based off the stupid BTE, you know, series, you know, he got poisoned. Yeah. Hey, uncles, remember when you poisoned Adam Cole and he died? <laughs> yeah, we remember when we did that. Yeah. And it's just like, but yeah, Adam Cole comes back and he's buddy buddy with these guys. In the meantime, in the back of your mind, you're like, there's no way in the world Adam Cole. Adam Cole is really letting that fly. So it's just like he was just waiting on it to happen the whole entire time. And it's yeah. just, I don't know. It just it was a lot of lingering on for that. And I think Kenny's injury kind of helped uh kind of hurt it too. Yeah, but uh, I guess uh, I guess I guess guess Hangman is coming to the fill in the spot, so to speak, for now. So I guess that's gonna be interesting. But um, Um, yeah, AEW kind of built. I don't know, man. I've never seen uh, Andrew. I don't know, bro. I'm the biggest Adam Cole fan in the world, but (laughs) AEW has found a way for me not to care about Adam Cole, man. I think. It's it's just been this year. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's different. It's just it's really. I think honestly, mm-hmm. you start to see the crap of everything when you have so many guys and you're trying to do so many things. If I was AEW, I'd have to restructure right now because with people right. getting into this whole Triple H era of of WWE, I'd restructure immediately. I'd have a well, sit down talk with people. I think that's what he did last week when he started assigning guys, you know, for, for different roles. Like, you know, he mm-hmm. brought in Madison Rain as a coach. I mean, I, I guess that's fine. Uh, I never thought Madison Rain's work was legendary or great. I mean, she's not Molina or Victoria or anybody like that. But I, I don't mean, know. I, if, I guess um, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has had a problem with this yet. But, you know, Madison Rain coming as a coach, that's fine. But I yeah. already immediately see the problem when she's out here having matches. <laughs> yeah, already... and then and then apparently she's gonna she's gonna wrestle Jade Cardgill on tomorrow night. <laughs> this is the, like you're fixing it, but you're also doing the same exact thing that people are having problems with. Right. All in one go with one person, all in one go. You checked out all the check check marks. New person comes in, has a, a high like back backstage position, has met, uh, is going straight shot for the title, nothing, nothing else. 
Right, right. So, uh, so what you're trying to say to me is that Sanjay Dutt and Pat Buck will also be on AEW television wrestling soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who, who knows how much how much they've been talking about Pat Buck? You know, like I, I appreciate him. He's probably a good guy, but the way AEW brings up Pat Buck <laughs> into everything. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, this doesn't matter to casual fans, you know? Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it, ba- yeah, Pat Buck was never really a big star, you know, in wrestling or anything. At least Sanjay Dutt, people know who he is from his days in, in the Northeast, you know, Indies, uh, Indy Circuit, TNA, obviously, you know, and, and runs in Ring of Honor. So people know who Sanjay Dutt is. And, yeah. um, I, you know, and it's good to just show a light on, you know, the backstage and the, the time, like the people behind the scenes. But uh-huh. I feel like I heard Pat Buck's name more <laughs> than I needed to from AEW. <laughs> Especially for a guy that doesn't, who hasn't done anything, you know, in wrestling. So, yeah, you got a point. You you, you think this man was, was Cody Rhodes hopping over. You think <laughs> <laughs> Pat Buck, Pat he Buck. bought the AEW game. Pat Buck is about to be the AEW Mid-Atlantic champion. Pat, you better He's watch about out. To be the, the, the all-elite, triple, triple, double-flip champion of the world. They're going to introduce a new, new title just for him. <laughs> triple, double-flip champion. <laughs> He's going to beat Lance, Lance Archer for the title. <laughs> oh, my God. Now Lance Archer is so... It's gonna be Lance, Sammy Guevara. They're gonna bring back Kip Sabian, and they're gonna all have a rally for that title. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Throwing just, the Young Bucks. It, I, I promise. As much as I'm ragging on AEW, I do love them. But it's it's when I'm when I'm actually genuinely like, oh man, I might have to cut out some AEW to watch WWE. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> right, right. I and and look, I I like AEW too, but it's just like some of the guys they insist on pushing and some of the guys that they don't. It's it's more so the the guys they insist on pushing and it's just like, yeah, I don't really vibe with these guys. Um but the guys that I do like, they don't push them. Like, I mean, yeah. Malachi, like I said, you got Malachi Black, Miro, guys I do like. And it has nothing to do with them being in WWE, but I just like these guys. I think they're great performers. I think they could contribute to your company, but you're not using them. Same thing with Andrade. You're not using them. You got Angelico underneath contract, and you're not using them. This man was hot like six years ago in Lucha Underground, and this, and you got this guy in the contract on Dark Dancing and Prancing? Come on, man. Yeah. Come <laughs> Sometimes on. The, the, like, just getting people based off of, like, Oh, I, sometimes, like, the match quality, because they throw a good match. I ain't, ain't going to say They really do. But right. sometimes just having good matches, it's going to turn people off. Because, like, I, I love watching me a great match. But uh-huh. if I just a great match and that's it, like, oh, I should tune into this entire rivalry because at the end they're going to have a great match and they have consecutively good matches in between, that's right. just not enough. <laughs> that's really not enough. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need good story work and good character work from both parties, and I think that certain wrestling fans don't get that sometimes. When you go, well, why don't you think Jonathan Gresham versus uh, Daniel Garcia is uh, is a good match? Well, it's a good match, and both guys can do you know the technical wrestler. I bend your joints and do a triple threat wrist lock with a bridge and a float over and grab your leg and grab your 
gauge your eyeball. Like, they can do those moves all day long. But as far as, okay, what kind of charisma are they going to do with that? Uh, what kind of character work are they going to do in order to get me engaged into the match to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Like, I <laughs> just being great wrestlers, you know, that, that I think people are lost on that fact, man. Yeah, the selling point for AEW, mm-hmm. a, a lot, you know, like I said, love AEW, but, right. but people need to face is that the big selling point of AEW is we aren't WWE. And in this time, that is not that is not the the selling point anymore because WWE is changing up. So maybe right. it's time for AEW to start changing up because that selling point is not going to stick if WWE changes. Because then, what are you? Right, right. Especially with Triple H, you know, the wrestlers could be wrestlers again. You, certain people are getting their names back, like Garza say he's uh, Angel Garza again. So. People are getting repackaged. You're allowed to see hospital now. There's there's yeah. the whole TV 14 rumors and stuff like that flying around. So you're right. You're right in the sense of okay, this they're washing that stink of oh we're the alternative off. You know, like as far as like oh we're gonna be for the adults and this that and the other. I think WWE's still gonna cater to kids and stuff like that. And and obviously yeah. kids go to the AEW shows. Not as many kids as maybe they show up at WWE shows, but I mean, the things are going to be changing, you know, so I, I guess we're going to see what happens, what they do. Uh, like I said, I, I'm with you. Like, I I, I love AEW. Like, AEW's given me some damn good uh, moments this year, and, and they've put on great pay-per-views, too. So, I'm not, I'm not ragging on them. It's just that the guys, they assist on pushing, man. Orange Cassidy and Willie Uta and... <laughs> Daniel Garcia, it's just like, dude, like I'm seeing way too many of these guys, man. But I don't get a chance to see Phoenix and Pentagon like that. I don't get a chance to see Angelico. Um, you know, Jay Lethal wasn't on the show for a good, tr- <laughs> a good chunk, and he, you know, he's just now reappearing again with with uh, Sanjay and and uh, the big uh, the Jolly Green Indian Giant. <laughs> so yeah, it's just crazy. So for me personally, uh, right. for one of the guys, you mean, I have I've kind of a big like gripe with AEW and how they've been using this one guy. Right. I have the Orange Cassidy problem, and not in the way that you think. I feel like they are overusing him in the wrong way. Uh huh. So let me let me travel back to that right. Chris Jericho feud. Uh huh. Then Orange Cassidy has like this really good like he can he can make things really fun he can really do it but i yeah. think aew is missing what makes him funny and it's not just oh he just wrestles kind of funny you know he has like really great time when he goes off about global warming out of nowhere that cracked me up i'm not gonna lie right he right did no it was funny and there's it's just something small i don't know how he does it but he he does it so well but lately they've just kind of been throwing him in and hoping that oh it's orange cassidy oh get mad internet that you see orange cassidy on your screen and it's Mm. like orange cassidy like statistically he brings in the views and the talk and the stuff but if you just keep using him like just throwing him in there it's Mm -hmm. gonna kill that 
You know, if you look on AEW's YouTube, it is just filled with views of like Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy. The people talking on Twitter, people get mad about Orange Cassidy. And I think they're using the heat of, oh, I don't like seeing Orange Cassidy to like push him. When in reality, like they should be using the people that love him like to, to, to push it. And that's what like kind of gets me mad about it because I'm like, Orange Cassidy has something. He has this, this charm that people who love him, you know, are getting attached to him, but they're using him to like make people mad, you know? Yeah, I think the last straw for me was when he beat Adam Cole in that no lights out match or whatever the hell it was called. I was like, just why don't you just pull your pants down and shit in Adam Cole's mouth, will you? <laughs> like, it was just like, damn, come on, bro. Seriously? To Orange Cassidy? And then he beat he beat Will Hobbs, and he, I mean, he, to me, in my opinion, he just he beats guys he has no business beating because, like, the guys he beats is like these guys can be future world champions. Which, whereas me, Orange, I can't see Orange Cassidy realistically being a world champion, bro. I just can't. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, by the way. There's a lot of Hall of Famers that were never world oh, champions, so there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm just surprised Orange Cassidy ain't been a TNT champion yet. Yeah, that's, that's the point I'm getting to. That, that part right there. He's mm-hmm. not been a TNT champion yet. I'm, I don't know. With so many great trio teams out there, I almost want the best friends to win it, but it's like there's so many. That's, the, that, like, that's what kind of kills me because it's like there's so many good teams to give the spotlight to, but it's too many of <laughs> them. You know? Yeah. And I and and a and the the obsessed crazy AEW fans think it's a, a great idea, but too much of anything can kill. You know, you know it can too much of anything could kill you, man. And I think they have too much, too many tag teams, too many factions, especially ones that ain't been built up on TV properly. Like I said. A lot of people might not have time to watch Dark and Elevation. I've, I've said it for the last two or three years, and I'll say it again. A lot of people may not have the time to really watch Dark and Elevation. So what you got to do is you got to build guys up on TV, too, besides you know the regular guys that you keep on putting on our goddamn television screen. If you want us to care about these trios titles, you got to start putting some of these trios teams on TV and showing us what these motherfuckers can do. So that time when it time when it comes down to the tournament, you know what I'm saying? We could be like, God damn, like these these motherfuckers are really showing out and we can be like, damn, like, well, here it is. Here's these teams and ooh, I want this guy to win. But oh damn, maybe I want that guy to win. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's you know, you have your teams, obviously, you have your stables, your factions or whatever, but it's just establishing them on TV. I just don't think there's enough of that. Oh, yeah. By the way, I would like to see. I would like to see the 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 House of Black win that, so we can please give finally give Malachi Black something. <laughs> something. To do. Something. Oh god. Yeah, you got Malachi Black, and you got Buddy Matthews, who is that guy's a motherfucking machine, man. That guy is so jacked. It does. It's it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. And you got Bro- Brody King. Brody King's not a bad big man when he ain't trying to do high flying shit. So you, I mean, you got a good crew there, but 
knowing them and knowing AEW with the Young Bucks and fucking Adam Page or Kenny Omega or, you know, Cole and the gang might win the damn thing. <laughs> I, I said, uh, because I've only been like, oh, they don't they don't give all all the stuff to them. But, like, I, I get – I sometimes like – like, this year especially, I've been getting fearful stuff. I've been getting afraid of that whole MJF stuff. That happened the worst time. Now that uh-huh. Triple H is running things. <laughs> right. At first it was like, oh, MGF, you know, he's not going to go over there because they're going to kill his character. Now Triple H is doing all this stuff and it's like, are they going to kill this character? His character? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, by they? the way, there, there hasn't been any updates on the MJF situation either. That's, that's, I, I, I did a little, like, TikTok thing where it was like, go through your, your fandom. And it was, like, segmented lines. And for MJF, I'm I'm telling you, I am afraid for that one because it seemed like for a lot of people, it was like, oh, of course he's coming back. But like the longer time passes, I'm like, I don't know, that WWE deal is starting to sound sweeter and sweeter. Oh, yeah, that WWE pod is, yeah, and I think Triple H can, and Cody can vouch for him too because him and Cody are really tight. So I don't know, yeah. man. MJF can very well be on his way to WWE. Could be. Um, I yeah. think to me he to me he fits. I mean, he's not going to be allowed to get away with some of the stuff he used to do in MLW and CCW and and in AEW. But I mean, I I think he can he can get over well in WWE. Like, I mean, he yeah. could talk and his work is not too crazy or chaotic. And I don't know, man. He he his wrestling is fine to me. Like, I I think he's good. Yeah. So I think he's a guy I that think- fit. I think his wrestling is good because he really tells like a really good story with his wrestling. He's right. really good at that. He has that heel dynamic to a team. Yeah, exactly. And it's that's what's missing in a lot of wrestling too, you know? And I always give MJF credit because he's a heel that wants to be a heel and he's not one of these winky naughty heels like like Omega and the Bucks, like in my opinion, never really felt like heels, only like winky naughty heels. Adam Cole is a guy who's a cool heel. Like he's, he loves getting heat, but at the same time, he loves the adulation from the fans at the same time. So, like, but MJF doesn't give a damn, bro. He doesn't give a shit about being cheered. So I like that. I like that that he wants to be one of those guys. Um, another yeah. guy on the Indies that's like that too is a guy named Darius Carter. I don't know if you ever oh, uh, heard of him I've before. Been about him. Yeah, that about guy. Him. Like he's a he's a damn good heel too, man. And he wrestles a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets heat, he gets heat from that. So, like, I told I told Darius, excuse me, I told Darius a bunch of times, like, dude, like, you should be on TV wrestling, man. But hopefully somebody offers him or affords him that opportunity soon because he's really, really good. Um, I think but, we'll, <clears throat> Oh, go ahead, go ahead. There's, there's something about when people wrestle as a heel. They forget that you can still have really good matches and wrestle heel. There's a thing that WWE – I feel like I gotta say WWE used to do since we're in this different right. time. But when people turned heel, their match quality didn't stay like as well. Like right. they were like, you know, they got the heat and stuff and they were good, but for some reason they change up the style and make it worse. And I'm like, you don't have to really you just gotta make it different, you know? Yeah. There's, right, right. there's a, a good number of people I can name. I feel like when they turned heel, they just didn't care about the, the match, and they just were like, "Oh well, I'm you know I gotta 
keep the heel thing up. MJF, he can keep the heel thing up and still have like the good match. Right, know? right. And you know, and we, it's, it's funny that you say that, right? Because two names that pop off on the top of my head that have never strayed away from like their dynamic in the ring when they turn Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, which is yeah. why I have a hard time like really booing both of them because they still wrestle a flashy dynamic style in the ring as a heel or babyface. But go ahead and continue. Uh, and, and to go with that as well, it's, it's even like you don't have to wrestle like flashy. That's not what I'm saying, where, where if you turn heel, you got to change the flashiness. But when some people do it, they feel like they got to wrestle this dumb and methodical, the, the word that we love to use, methodical style. But <laughs> like Randy Orton. Way, yeah. <laughs> not, a lot of heels feel like they got to wrestle like Randy Orton. You can't, you can't. It's the slow, the slow. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking at you. I'm taunting yeah. you. Randy Orton can do that well. Not everybody. Yes. Yeah, Randy Orton does that well. Like that's that. That's the thing that works well for Randy. You know, and even him lately, like he's been turning it on too, man. So I give Randy Orton props. Like you can tell he was out there really, really having fun with Riddle and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, that, that was pretty cool. So I, I hate the fact that he's out right now. But, yeah, like, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, people tried to switch it up for Hill Heat. But in, but in the long haul, though, it kind of hurts the, the quality of the matches when you try to completely change your style up so that it's not flashy or good enough or yeah. so that it doesn't get cheers from the fans. It's, it's like they'll change to a style that doesn't fit them to try to fit, fit what, what they think should be happening and it's like i don't know it just it takes me out of it when you wrestle this one way and instead of changing it as like a heel dynamic you mm-hmm. change it to a, a, a way i can, i bring this up is when aj styles does the phenomenal forum and he does it like there's a difference that he does it as a heel and as a face right there's a funny moment where he does the phenomenal forum but he catches himself so that Randy Orton doesn't catch him in the RKL. Mm-hmm. And that that immediately, like, the booze he got when he didn't do the forearm, like, when he didn't do it because he knew Randy would catch him, that that still is, like, because you, you wouldn't really do that as a face, but you'd do it as a heel just to be like, oh, oh, you, you know, I outsmarted you type mm-hmm. thing. And I always, I always think that's cool that AJ can like swap it back and forth whenever he has. I think that is the mark of a like true professional wrestler is that heel or face, you can switch it on a dime. Mm-hmm. That's why I like AJ. That's why I'm a fan of Rollins. That's why I'm a fan of. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because they're like that as well. Yeah, I I also you know glad you brought up Kevin Kevin Owens since we are on the topic of you know the new uh, Triple H era. I'm so glad they had Kevin Owens snap last night. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm glad they good. had him pop off because you know the comedy you know the comedy from Kevin Owens is great. He's really yeah, good. Great. You know, I I like it. And the, the Ezekiel stuff, you know, caught me laughing. That was, but funny. I was, it was funny stuff. He made that work. He made that work. I don't think you could have. Yeah. I don't. In my opinion, I don't think you could have made that work with anybody else but Owens. Owens 
has no. that. And maybe Zane. Owens and Zane could have definitely made that work. But anybody else, and may, maybe to a lesser degree, the Miz. But anybody else, nah, they couldn't have made that work. So props to Owens, man. Think, Owens is so good, bro. I think Sammy and the Miz, they would have made it work, but they would yeah. not have made it work as well. Because sometimes I feel with Sammy Zayn as a heel that they kind of overdo it a bit. Uh-huh. Like with the conspiracy theory. Like it's funny, and then they do it. Like they too do much. it again. They hammer it too much. And there's something about the Miz where he'll do it, but then like it sometimes it's just hit or miss. You know, he'll have like a really good one, and then like just out of nowhere it's like, oh, that didn't hit. <laughs> I have yeah, no exactly, idea why. Yeah, just, yeah right, right. And he'll just into it, and then he'll do it the same exact way, and I'm like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> and how yeah, right. it But Kevin Owens, he he is the only guy I can think of that would make something like that work. But when he snapped, it reminded me of Kevin Owens. Because not because the best thing about Kevin Owens is that he can be goofy. But the uh, second he snapped, you were like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, he's serious. He's not playing. Yeah, that's been the that's been the story of his career, man. Even in Ring of Honor, like I was a fan of his ever since he was in Ring of Honor. It's, you know, Kevin Steen, him and you know, Sami Zayn, El Generico, Kevin Steen. You know, and he had he had his comedic moments and his goofy moments, but at the same time, when that bell rang or whenever it was time to do some type of darsley angle, like you look at him, and you go, "You Kevin, come on, you motherfucker! Why'd yeah. you do that?" You know. But last night it was just like you got a glimpse of that again, and I was like, "Damn!" And I love the 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 apron power bomb. How they make that they make that like a big time injury angle, like it, and it's specifically yeah. for Kevin Owens, you know. They they make that thing look dangerous, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and Kevin Kevin Owens is like this this bull, you know. Like you can mess around a bit, but like if that bull like snaps on you, it's you know it's over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I wanted to you know we kind of talked about this uh, yesterday at work. So um, I wanted to you know get your thoughts on like two different things, and I guess we'll we'll you know, start to wrap it up because I, I know you probably got other stuff to do and I got to catch some Z's tonight for work. So, oh, but yeah. um, I wanted to ask you, who do you think on the current roster now that, you know, Triple H is in charge, who do you think is going to get pushed? So <laughs> I think I always think about this guy because I used to kind of like, uh, like not feel it. Well, I used to love, love this, this one person. I, but then there was like this snap when they were a face where I just they were losing. Uh-huh. I think in this current generation, they've been putting out the best work, but they've been like sorely unappreciated by like I guess the the last the last few months. You know, uh-huh. they've been hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, and now with the Triple H era coming in, I think is their moment to shine again, and that is the visionary himself. Mr. Seth freaking Rollins. If this is his time to, for all the losses, all the jokes, all the cackling, the the drip God stuff, this is is the payoff. (laughs) With Triple H in charge, he's Mm going to be like, hey, Seth, you've been been taking a lot of L. You've been doing a lot. Here's your time. (laughs) Right. Seth Rollins 
this is it. I feel like this is going to be all the the stuff he had to go through. Not saying it was bad or, right. you know, but all the – he has so many losses from this year. He's lost a lot so this year, more than he's won, yeah. But I think this is this is now the point where all of that's going to – he's going to cash in all of that. Right, right. And I think so too. And I, I think, I think his losses was more out of circumstances more than it's just that I think Vince fell out of favor with him. I think Vince always liked and held Rollins to a high degree too. I just think that you know, like I said, his his losses are more out of circumstances. I think mm. if they didn't get Rhodes, he would have got a big win at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I think, I think the the Rhodes thing is a it shows like the problem that Seth Rollins. I, he didn't couldn't get one win. <laughs> I know well, people I mean, don't like you know. The... I, I, I kind of get why they did it is to kind of you know show that Cody Rhodes is back in a big big way to kind of establish him as a as a main eventer, and then mm-hmm. that Hell in a Cell match him you know fighting through you know that torn pack like that made him look like a superhero. So yeah. I mean, and, and you made a super baby face out of that. So yeah. I mean, I like I like what they did with with that. So like like I said, like those those three losses in a row, like out of circumstances, and it was important too. Yeah. Like the only reason mm-hmm. why I accept that, and and I'm a big Rollins fan too. Like <laughs> at work, I'm listening to his theme song and whatnot. Kodak, oh, one of yeah. my best friends, he's <laughs> yeah. like listening to his theme song and he's cosplaying as Seth Rollins. <laughs> so like yeah. I mean, we we love Rollins, but it's just yeah. you know he had to you know. He had, oh, to, yeah. he had to take those I, L's to, and kind of to help, you know, Cody be established and help show the WWE viewers that may not have seen Cody in a while that may be oblivious to AEW that, hey, Cody, remember Cody Rhodes? Well, he's back and he's back in a big, big way. He's a main eventer this time. No more stardust. No more paper bag. No more, you know, looking at himself in the mirror. You know, you know. No more mustache. No, no more mustache like Cody no, Rhodes no is for real. No more mustache, more, more neck tattoo. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This is as good as you're going to get. Cl- clarify, you know, I'm fine with the, the three losses, you know, because that's what I was saying, you know. This, I don't think any of the Seth Rollins losses were a bad thing. Right. But it, at this moment, I he do. He needs a win. He needs a big to, win. I want to, I want to, I, I feel like when you put in so much work to, like, lose really well, put so many guys, he's still a lot of guys. He's put over a lot of guys this last year, man. Yeah, he has. I, he really has. It's just, it, like I said, I I wasn't feeling him, like, at a certain point when he was, like, the top guy in the baby face. I was kind of falling out of favor. But this run has, like, reminded me, oh, no, Seth is that man. I yeah, no, nah, he's – nah, yeah. I, and him as the ba- – I there's a couple of things that didn't do him any favors. I think the stuff of Becky didn't do him any favors because mm-hmm. it's just – I don't think them those two have on screen chemistry like that. And there's yeah. a such thing as that. You can be a couple and not have on screen chemistry. Um yeah. I and I just think that the stuff with the fiend kinda, you know, I think yeah. those things you take those things into account and it just it sucked. <laughs> it sucked for him and I think that's why he fell out of favor with the fans. But this whole you know, him coming out being wacky and everything like that. The the song, everybody singing it. Like, Seth is, he's, Seth is back, man. Seth is back in a big, big way. I just think that Seth now, he either needs a big win, a big push, 
or they need to give him some time off. Yeah, yeah. Let I him think, freshen up or I, something and let him come back. Because I think he's I a think, guy, he's a guy that des- that deserves it too. I think he's a he's a guy that deserves to have some time off because Lord knows him and Roman have been carrying the company on their back for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, really you know, what I'm saying for like ten years now, almost ten years. So mm-hmm. why not? Like I, I would I would give him some time off. But yeah, Seth is Seth is one guy I would I would think that obviously Triple H loves him. I mean, made the man the first NXT champion. So I mean, Triple H is going to take care of Seth like. Yeah. When they tweeted at each other like last week, I was like, "Yeah, nah, Triple H is gonna take care of Seth. He's gonna make sure he's good." Mm-hmm. Um, so who who else do you think is gonna get a push out of this whole ordeal? Um, I he's already getting a push, but I think Tri- Triple H is in high, high, high favor with with Logan Paul. Logan right. Paul, like I think you know he's already he's already excellent, you know, but now with Triple H in charge. That man, he's I, when he's talking with Logan Paul on that podcast, I think he really is like, oh, I'm going to make this man. This man's going to go all the way. Logan hey, you Paul, know what? Hey, you know what? I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Logan Paul showed me – he showed me his worth at SummerSlam and at WrestleMania this year. He, he shows me he cares. He really does. There's not too many celebrities that will step into that ring. And it'll be like, you know what? Let's make a good match. No, Logan Paul, he really went for it. I know, you know, how people feel about him. And I yeah. get it. But mm-hmm. it's also like he does care, you know, and I'm not going to fault the man. You know, we're, we're talking about professional wrestling, like just, just that in itself. He right. cares about putting on like the best that he can. Right, exactly. And, and you know, this one thing I'll, I'll say about WWE lately, like the last few celebrities they've invited to do anything, participate in any type of way, have been good. From all the mm-hmm. way back from Stephen Amell, I thought Stephen Amell was good because Stephen Amell's an athlete too, not on the level as Logan Paul or you know uh, a few others, but yeah, like Stephen Amell was an athlete. Um, who else? Bad Bunny. I thought Bad mm-hmm. Bunny had a damn good showing to the point where at the Royal Rumble this year, I thought he should have won the damn thing. I was like, because there was so there was nobody in that rumble that I wanted to win, and it was just like, Ugh, I want Bad Bunny to win this goddamn Royal Rumble at Bad, this Bad point. Bunny versus Roman Reigns. Oh, Bad Bunny versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> you gonna be doing as many Canadian destroyers on the man? Do the Canadian oh, destroyer on fucking Roman Reigns spike him on his? <laughs> Honestly, I I hope in this Triple H era, I hope uh-huh. we can get. Like genuine shock. I think wrestling for the longest time has lost out on the oh my god, you know that factor. Because I feel like there's there's nothing that's happened where I was like I like never in a million years I would guess. But there's something that they're setting up where I'm like this this they might actually be working towards genuine shock where I am like staying up and like I cannot believe you know. Well, Andrew, I, well, I think we have to stay off the internet in order to get that. You know what I mean? Well, because, I mean, I tell you what, because had I not known, because somebody had, had slipped to me that Cross had met with Triple H while he was in Nashville last weekend. So I kind of knew a little bit that Cross was uh, on his way back to WWE. Now, I didn't know it was going to be that early as last Friday. Yeah. So... 
you know, that was pretty much the shock of it. So yeah. when I was on my way to work, I was literally on my way to work on Friday. And next thing you know, oh, oh my God, oh my God, Cross is here. And, and people were texting me on the phone, your boy's back, your boy's back. I'm like, wait, what, what? And I'm like, holy yeah. shit, like he is back and shit like that. I'm like, what the, f-? so had I would have known, had not known about that, then maybe I would have been generally shocked. And had yeah. I not heard about the rumors of uh, Dexter Loomis, coming back uh maybe i would have been genuinely shocked last night as well but it's not the shock of seeing them it's how early they're coming back this is like goddamn, yeah. bro that's that that's kind of what it is you know i'm not saying the debuts haven't shocked me it is just that they're, they're early but i am like kind of expecting like some of this stuff at the moment right. with, with uh-huh. how things changed up and there's no way triple h is coming in and he ain't dialing them Ain't no way that him and Steph are like, hey, let's 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 check out, let's call back these people. Right. So, um, who do you think is gonna come back? Because I mean, obviously we got Dakota Dakota Kai came back, which you know I was kind of I was disappointed when they let her go. Uh, they brought back Io Shirai, who, according to other people, had one foot out the door already. So when she came back, that was really nice to see that they got her back. And obviously they brought back Car- uh, Cross and Scarlet as a as a package, and they they brought back Dexter Loomis last night. So, who do you see coming back? So uh, to answer this, the the last time when we had discussed being on a podcast, I wanted to kind of do topics of like people you want to see go to AEW, and then uh-huh. people you wouldn't want to go to see and want to see in AEW, which I I do want to save. All those because some of those people have not shown up in AEW and they haven't gone back to WWE. So I, I do want to save those topics. But there's a certain name who I listed. Like I have the list that I listed as who I do not want to see in AEW. There are two names. Actually. Right. And in this Triple H era, I'm like, oh, I hope they go back to WWE. I really do. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. I want, I, I did not want them to go to AEW. Because I knew mm-hmm. Candice LeRae, she was not going to get as much love in AEW. And I was like, no, please. <laughs> don't. Right. I, I, I'm sitting at my TV like, please, please, Johnny, don't walk through there. Because I know <laughs> Candice is going to be there, too. And I don't want you two to be ruined on this. Don't, don't do no Sammy Guevara take on these things. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really... I just want them to go to WWE. It's, you know, like I said, love AEW. But there are some things that they just don't do well. And Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae as a pairing would not work on AEW. It would right. not. With all the people they've got going on, with uh-huh. how they handle, like, heel dynamics, how they handle the women's roster, <laughs> I did not want to see them go over there. I was begging. I was like, I was Cutting on impact, like maybe they'll show up an impact. Maybe they'll do that. That's the better time. Yeah, because at least at least impact booked the hell out of knockouts division. I tell you that much. Yeah, that's that's honestly what I was basing off. Because Johnny Gargano, I think he'll be fine wherever he goes. But if they're gonna have those two together, it, it's got to be somewhere good. It, right. And I I think Triple H will treat both of them well. Yeah, and, of course. And I thought. And I, I was texting uh, one of my podcasting partners about this. Um, 
I told them, I was like, maybe they brought back Dexter Loomis to sweeten the pot for maybe like a big The Way reunion on the main roster or something like that with Dexter, Indy, Johnny, Johnny and Candice, and maybe Austin Theory or something like that. I and, mean, with, and, with the Austin Theory fight. Yeah, and, and we was thinking maybe, maybe Theory loses the briefcase, gets back with them, they console him. Maybe turn him into a big goofy baby face in the process and make the crowd more adhering towards him. So by the time he's ready again to be a main eventer or something like that, he can be ready to go this time around. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm so glad this whole Triple H switch up thing because I was, I knew Johnny would get lost in the shop on AEW. I knew he would, and I really don't want him to because he used to be one of my favorites. So. Right. And for, and, and for a while there, for me personally, uh, Johnny gotten stale to me in NXT. Like his baby face mm-hmm. run was just like, uh, I was like, okay, this guy needs to change the scenery. And then when yeah. he turned heel, like I wasn't digging it at first. And I was just like, eh, get this guy off my TV screen. But towards the end of the run, when they started uh, including uh, Dexter Loomis into the bit, I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty entertaining. And Johnny's always been good. That's never been my problem with him in the ring. But mm-hmm. It's just okay now. I can I I enjoy this act, and if he's gonna be an asset to the show, I'd rather him be. I'd rather him do the wave stuff, you know, with with his wife and and with Indy, because Indy's lost right now. Indy needs something, and you know, you bought Dexter Loomis back. Okay, pair these people back up, like link it back yeah. up if you can. And and I, you know, this man just went on. A, a, interview or whatever and said that Shawn Michaels and Triple H are his retirement or I say his retirement or his wrestling dads so I mean his dads can't get him back into back into the game yeah I mean so. they, I, I, I really I really just want to see, see Johnny Gargano back <laughs> it's just I you know I was really sailing out like towards that that middle like right where you said it was I was really feeling but I was like, man, please, Johnny. Yeah, do <laughs> not. Don't, what don't are you doing to my <laughs> Yeah, because I always say it all the time. Not everybody in the mother needs to go to AEW. Like, because what's going to happen is they're either going to be wrestling dark, elevation, whatever, and they're not going to get TV time. Now, Tony Khan hasn't done dick all the shit with the Ring of Honor stuff yet. He's just run Ring of Honor pay-per-views. But he hasn't yeah. run any Ring of Honor doesn't have weekly TV or anything like that. So it's just like, oh, where are these guys gonna wrestle? Where are these guys gonna go? Yeah. Now maybe that might change in the future. That might change in the future. But as for right now, what does that do for people right now? Because yeah. guess what? Uh, you know, not to not to be morbid or anything, but somebody can die next week. So like the future is not yeah. guaranteed, you know what I'm saying, in real life. So we, we just don't know sometimes. So with that being said, it's just like you can't you can't expect people to wait on and wait on for a project, especially when there's no progression. So I just mm-hmm. think that, that, that I don't, everybody and their mother doesn't need to go to AEW. For what? To get lost in the shuffle? Like you said, there's only two hour, There's only four hours of television, Rampage and Dark, or Rampage and Dynamite. Then I guess Dark, if you want to wrestle with Dark <laughs> and be a Dark legend you like and, Ruby Soho. You, you and your, your beef with, with, uh, with Dark, they just need to... I it's it's a sour thing for people. Every you know, people are like, oh, but then they just be dumb, just like everybody. But it's solved it's solved a lot of their problems, and I think they need to fix the scheduling. 
because people leaving during Rampage is not good. It is not a good thing. Oh, so when I they try to tape it? Yeah, they try to tape yeah. all these shows because they taped uh, my sister's cousin. My sister lives in Detroit on my dad's side. Like, her cousin went to uh, the show the other night. They taped, uh, they did a live Rampage. And then they did uh, the Battle of the Belts right afterwards, which was only like three matches, I do believe. So it wasn't that bad, but it was just like, yeah, like they were waiting to go home. <laughs> they were waiting yeah, to go home. If they got to fix that tapering schedule. So, because people, they, they, we don't really want to sit through like a one show and then like another show and then maybe a bit more side stuff. <laughs> especially like, yeah, when you, little- especially when you put the people through, uh, Swerve and uh, Keith Lee versus uh, Tony Nese and uh, Josh Woods. Uh, when yeah. you do the whole the street fight with them, where it's chaotic, it's all over the place. You're taking the energy out of a lot of people, and then you expect the people to watch uh, Claudio wrestle uh, Mr. Uh, you know, with Jake Hager. No, not Jake Hager. Uh, Ta- uh, Takashita. Oh yeah, I, I, my my brain's all over. I, I was about to say, stuff, take, about to say take a sheet off. <laughs> <Yeah>. all, <laughs> uh, all those AEW stuff just kind of combines together. But they need to work on the schedule, and they they got to do a brand split. They got to separate these people, man. It's just too much. Like, yeah, they they, they're the show and just have, like, a bunch of these people jump on the screen. When the best part of Raw and SmackDown is that I'm watching Raw, I see people, and I go to SmackDown, and I see a completely different set of people. <laughs> right. And that gets you more excited for other people uh, to, to, to see each show, because not everybody's going to be on. And, I mean, I give Tony Khan credit. Like, he tries to keep things somewhat exclusive, but it's not it's not at a consistent basis, though. So, I don't know. Um, but I, I always give AEW the excuse. They still have some – they still in their infancy – they still have things they have to work out. And look, Tony Khan is, you know, he's making those those moves and hiring people to kind of help organize it. And let's see them. Let's see if they can organize it and get it right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I said, AEW's got to go through their growing pains. And the honeymoon, is gonna, the honeymoon period with them is going to be over. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to get as much passes from a lot of different people as they was getting in the beginning. And I think mm-hmm. you're starting to see that. See so, yeah. I, I was talking to somebody that was a diehard AEW fan, and he just flat out just quit on them. <laughs> I was like, "What? Why?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm one of the people. I'm about to be one of the people. Okay? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna quit on them. It's just like, but I I do want to see, um, I just want to see like more guys who I think can be main event players for you. I want to see them be used better. I want to see Andrade be used better. I want to see Miro be used better. Malachi Black. Um, Roosh. I want to see Roosh be used better. I want to see uh, Penta and, and Phoenix. I want to see and Pac. I want to see these guys be used better. I know Pac is the Mid-Atlantic champion, but is he really in the top spot on the card? Like, is he in the top yeah. position? So I'm just saying, like, having a belt means dick all the shit if you're not on television and if you're not in the top position to showcase that championship on your television show. It's fine that you take the belt and wrestle all over the world and wrestle on in the indies and wrestle in Rev Pro and New Japan Strong and all this other stuff. That's fine and dandy, but when you have a championship belt that is branded with a company, in this case AEW, it should be on the television show and it should be showcased. So um 
I just think that uh, AEW still got work to do. They got work to do. And then, like I said, yeah. I give them like I like I said, I give them. I'll give AEW a pass. Emphasis stages. Now everything could be perfect. Now every, Rome wasn't built in one day. So you know yep. how you know what I'm saying. Like I, I give them time, but it's just like they have to really, really start. Um, you know, sharpening stuff up and and start giving, spreading that wealth. Because I'm tired of seeing Dane Garcia and I'm tired of seeing Willow Yuta. <laughs> You know what I'm and saying? AEW Dark. <laughs> God, I don't even watch AEW Dark. <laughs> like it's been a whole three year beef. <laughs> but people, I, agree, I but people agree with me though. Like diehard AEW fans that I know, they agree with me about it though. They're like, yeah, I ain't got time to watch that shit either. <laughs> yeah. with, with just how much wrestling content is out there, you just you really got to structure things better because people. People don't got that much time. They really don't. They got work. They got their kids. They got stuff to do. And so when you got have so much content, something's going to get shut out. Yeah. <laughs> Something has to get shut out. So, yes. you, you know, it's the same thing for, for Joe to be, you know, NXT UK and 205 Live and, like, NXT and Main Event. Those might be good, but... Sometimes you gotta cut them out if they feel like they aren't worthwhile. And yeah, and for the people leaving Rampage early, they feel like that's one of the things. Yeah, they they can sacrifice that. And I mean, I'm like I said, I'm I'm like that with WWE too. I don't watch the main event. I don't watch that. Um, NXT, you know, I I catch highlights or whatever during breaks at work and stuff like that. So I don't I don't watch the show like that in whole sets anymore like I used to. Because there's no real reason to, uh, it's FCW, <laughs> like it's yeah. devel- it's developmental, like it's developmental on television. So it's not like you're missing much, really. So I don't watch NXT any 2.0 anymore, like I used to. I watch NXT UK every once in a while whenever I get a chance to on you know Thursdays before I get ready to take my nap to get ready for work. And, but I watch Progress Wrestling. I watch that because, you know, me and my friend Jay, we love that. So we'll FaceTime each other and watch that together. So that's that's always pretty cool. And she likes it. And, you know, we, we, we root for our boy Danny Black on there. You know, we hope he gets a, a shot at maybe NXT UK sometime in the future. That kid's pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, like there's, there's good wrestling out there. And if you have an investment and time into it, it you know, it'll flow better. But I just – there's a lot of things on the uh, on Peacock that I just like a whole lot more better. Like I like a lot of the UK stuff more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we watch Progress. I watch uh, WXW, uh, the the company that kind of made you know Walter, aka Gunther Big, and a few others. Mm-hmm. You know, made them feel special. So, like I'll, I'll I'll watch a lot of that stuff. A lot of the European wrestling, I'm starting to really really get into it. Like I'm really into it. So. Like that that's more interesting to me to know than a lot of the American stuff, honestly. So Oh yeah. Hey, we the American stuff needs to they need to start taking notes from from European but, stuff. <laughs> I but I always say but you can't wrestle that style every every night. Like you Oh can't. Not, you know, not the not the, the style, not trying to keep up with the style, you know. Just, yeah, the British the British strong it, style, it, like you cannot wrestle that style every week. The, the I, Japanese I and yeah, I think I, I think that's why Kenny Omega was hurt because Kenny Omega, he came from Japan. 
he tried to, you know, have those matches, those type of matches on AEW TV a whole lot. And it's just like, dude, like you're going to beat your body down. And eventually he did. And that's why he's, you know, in the predicament he's in now. And it's just like, dude, you got to take it easy on yourself, man. You're in the States now. You don't have to wrestle like you're in Japan anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, you know, not I don't think they should take notes from the, the style because that's definitely – that ain't for us. <laughs> but, but, I like, mean, do save it for a pay-per-view. Don't do it every week on television. If you're going to wrestle mm-hmm. that kind of match, wrestle it on – on uh, wrestle it at a pay-per-view or something like that. That's why I like the uh, – the uh the Walter and the uh the Ilya Dragonoff match they had last year I think it was Takeover thirty six I think where yep. you know Dragonoff beat Walter for the belt you can't have that kind of match every week where they beating the hell out of each other and chopping each other in the throat and this that and the other like you can't have that every week realistically without injuries and stuff like that happening and and Dragonoff oh. just had to give the belt up like last month yeah. and they finally they finally aired it on te- television this week so. Like he's he's hurt, he's beat up, like from having all these you know UK strong matches. So it's like you you got to really you got to take care of yourself as well because you cannot last every week on television wrestling each other. Now when you when you tape stuff like like uh like NXT UK where they tape like two months in advance or a month in advance or whatever, and Impact too, where they just tape two months in advance. Like you kind of get away with that a little bit, but if you wrestle indies at the same time, you gotta be careful as well because if you wrestle those matches on a bunch of indies, then you gonna get hurt too. So it's crazy. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, if I had to recommend like some other like wrestling for you to watch, like Progress Wrestling is a good one. WXW is pretty good. Um, ICW is great too. So you know, it's some pretty good stuff with some familiar faces on it. So yeah. Uh, if you ever got time, you know, check those out and see how you like it. Oh, for sure. I'm I, I'm always open to checking out new things. So I will. I, I've heard good things about them, so you know that's definitely something I'm gonna check out. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you like, uh, you know, like more of a grounded, not exactly the technical wrestling, you know, scientific wrestling type stuff, but like hard hitting, like guys laying it in thick. Like, yeah, I think I think you'll like that. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, was there anything else you wanted to get into before we close out? Um, I, I feel like we, we hit on everything, you know, the Triple H era. It, it's full. very excited for it. AEW, uh-huh. I'm, you know, I'm optimistic that they can turn things around. You know, it, uh-huh. I just, I'm just getting the fatigue, a bit of the fatigue. Uh-huh. Uh, hoping... Hoping Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. I hope I see him on WB. Uh And Seth Rollins, I hoping that man gets a shot. You know, I think we hit on a good bit. Right, right. Definitely, definitely, man. Well, Andrew, it was a pleasure, man. I just wanted to tell you, uh, I appreciate you, man. You're a good friend. You're a great guy. Um, yeah, man, I just appreciate you a whole lot for coming on. And uh, help me jumpstart this uh, podcast again. Um, to everybody else out there, man, I appreciate you guys too for just uh, sticking sticking up there with me. And uh, we got a bunch of other different shows flowing out this week. I'm going to do something with Monty tomorrow. Then I'm going to do something with uh, SJ. We're going to do an episode of SJ's World on 
Saturday. So yeah, I'm back in a big way this week, man. And we're oh. we're not stopping. We're not stopping. So uh Andrew, if there's any other time you want to come on and, and shoot the shit and, and, and talk, we can. So just let well, me know I mean, and we can get it going. Invite me like anytime. Like I'm I'm always for doing this. I help my friends tr- uh, Twitch stream all the time. I'm uh-huh. down to help anybody out with anything they got. Definitely, definitely. And if you need me to do any type of promotion and stuff like that, just let me know. Send me links. Like, I'm always down to help uh, promote stuff whenever I can. So, yeah, just let me know. I got you, man. Thank you. All right. Well, guys, on the behalf of Andrew, my good friend there, this is RJ, the Brooklyn Savage, and I'm sounding out. Peace. <laughs>